I'm Tom Tate, and this is the Power Time Podcast. Hey, what's up, Power Players? Welcome to episode 15 of the Power Time Podcast. I'm your host and guy, Tom Tate, and I will be taking you through a journey through the history of our youth, through a history of Nintendo, one issue of Nintendo Power at a time. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. If you've been checking us out for a few weeks now, or maybe you've been listening since the beginning, I'd love to hear your feedback. You can leave a quick review by visiting powertimepodcast.com slash iTunes. A quick, honest review helps me to improve the show, so I would definitely appreciate that. But let's not delay the action any further. Let us flash back to the summer of 1990. So we've got issue number 15 of Nintendo Power, which is actually another full game strategy guide. So you'll remember we covered the Super Mario Bros. 3 strategy guide a few weeks ago, and this week we've got Ninja Gaiden 2, the Dark Sword of Chaos. So initially, I was going to riff on this episode like I did with Super Mario. The memories don't run as deep for Ninja Gaiden 2 as they do for Mario 3. So my thought was to dedicate this episode to NES sequels, the ones that we loved, the ones that we loathed, and the ones that we never really thought would happen, and they probably shouldn't have, but they did anyways. I didn't have the time to do that topic as much justice as I felt like it needed. So maybe sometime in the future, I will dig into special topic episodes like this just to kind of mix things up. But nevertheless, we do have an awesome episode today. We're going to be covering Ninja Gaiden 2. We'll talk a little bit about the game. We'll talk about the strategy guide, and we'll talk about the development of this title. And we're going to be listening to some amazing music from this game as covered by some of the best video game tribute artists out there. So stick around. This is going to be an awesome episode. I am excited to bring this content to you. And with that said, without further delay, this is Ninja Gaiden 2.
No one knows the origin of the ninja, for the roots of their arts lie hidden in the past. For well over a thousand years, the ninja and their skills at military espionage and martial arts played an important role in the shaping of Japanese history. Hidden in the mountainous and wild areas of Japan, the various ninja clans were shielded from contact with the outside world and practiced the craft of ninjutsu in total secrecy. Beginning early in life, a young ninja trained rigorously and developed mental and physical toughness. As a teenager, the ninja student began training with all manner of weaponry, including swords, spears, and of course, shadruken. The student also learned other skills such as acting, disguise, acrobatics, and others unique to ninja society. So well kept were the ninja's secrets that many of their deeds seemed magical to those uninitiated to their inner circle, and perhaps there was some magic at work. In modern times, the surviving ninja exist only in the shadows. To most people, the ninja are beings of legend, no longer existing in reality. But one ninja family, the Clan of Dragon, continues to fight the enemies of mankind using their ninja skills and the clan's symbolic weapon passed down through generations. The Mighty Dragon Sword. So, of course, this is the lead-up in the strategy guide, uh, Nintendo Power's strategy guide for Ninja Gaiden 2. Uh, Prior to that, we listened to the Ninja Gaiden 2 intro as performed by the year 200NX. They're certainly more of a heavy metal uh, tribute to video game music, and I absolutely love that, uh, so I was happy to play it. Uh, The strategy guide goes on to explain the plot of Ninja Gaiden 1 with a very cheaply produced prologue comic uh it, it's a little crude the drawings even the uh the, the the handwriting uh the hand lettering is a little crude as well definitely phone that one in but i do like the fact that they don't just jump right into ninja gaiden 2 but they do reveal and set up some of the plot from ninja gaiden 1 because it is important especially when you're learning more about ryu uh, and the events that led up to this game so after that, they do go through the main characters. Uh, so we have Ryu Hayabusa, the ninja dragon. He is the ultimate ninja, a force of one against an army of evil. So we learn a little bit about Ryu and his skills. We learn about Irene. And Irene, of course, uh, is the female lead in the game. We learn about Robert T. Sturgeon, a U.S. Army Special Intelligence Officer. Uh, we learn about his uh, his nickname, Jungle Rat Rob, uh, for his many talents in combat. And then we also learn about the villain in this title, Ashtar. So Ashtar is a new master of darkness. This shadowy figure stands atop a lightning-shrouded lightning mountain, plotting the downfall not only of Ryu, but of the entire world. He possesses a self-confidence which is not unfounded, considering that he is the holder of the Dark Sword of Chaos, the evil twin of Ryu's shining dragon sword. These mighty weapons must clash, and to uh, the winner of the world. So there you go, Ashtar, the Emperor of Darkness. Uh, These all are accompanied by some pretty nice drawings, uh, certainly nicer than the comics. Uh, After that, we learn about some of the enemies in this game. I'm going to read off some of the enemy names. Uh, because I think that they're pretty silly. And 
it's funny because the enemies in video games and NES days, they didn't have uh, names that were apparent when you were playing the game. You typically had to read through the instruction manual, the instruction booklet that came with the game, or read through Nintendo Power to learn what their actual names were. So in Ninja Gaiden 2, we have uh, Clone Barbarians. We have Rock Men. Jacksons. Harpies. Slimes. Sniper Joes. Hustlin' Jims. Mongolians. Kowtows. And Rolfers. We have Nixies. Pumpkinheads. Dark Carriers, Running Stands, that's S-T-A-N-S, like they were all named Stan, uh, and Psychic Brains. So yeah, a lot of silly, interesting names for some of these enemies. Uh, We then go through and check out some of the items in the game, the different power-ups that you can collect. Uh, The Ninja Arts items, which of course give you special uh, powers, so that's like the Throwing Star the windmill throwing star, art of the fire wheel. We covered a lot, we covered a lot of these with Ninja Gaiden 1. Uh, and they take up a certain amount of points. So you have kind of a magic meter, and uh, these ninja art items take up uh, 5 points, 10 points, 8 points. Uh, so there's a little guide here to show you how much uh, magic energy you will deplete. Uh, we then have an awesome poster that I would have loved to have had on my wall uh, growing up. And then we learn about some of the ninja techniques. Uh, so we learn kind of how to wall jump, how to attack from the wall, how to split your body for multiple attacks. Um, so doubling up Ryu uh, and having two ghost doubles at a time, uh, and those doubles could uh, also attack. Uh, this was a new feature to Ninja Gaiden 2. Uh, it was a welcome feature for sure. And they kind of go through how that works and offer some tips and strategy for that. And then it just jumps right into Area 1, Act 1, the city ambush. Uh, and you, have to, you know, in typical Nintendo power fashion, you have maps uh, with little icons on where the different items are. Uh, and it just jumps into every single level uh, with their maps and with strategies and then also strategies on how to defeat the boss. So there are, are also cheap, those cheap comics throughout. So these crude comics kind of split up the acts in this strategy guide. I guess to serve as the kind of story arc pieces that, go, that are actually in the game. Uh, they can't show the in-game footage. Uh, so I'm guessing they just wanted to segue from act to act uh, with some story, so they decided to do these cheap comics. Um, I, I do think it cheapens the in-game experience a little bit, uh, especially because Ninja Gaiden 1, 2, and 3 were known for their cinematic display. Uh, they were known for their cutscenes. So that's basically it. That is the strategy guide for Ninja Gaiden 2. Uh, it is the, an official Nintendo Power issue, so it is numbered. It is number 15. Eventually, they stop numbering the strategy guides. Uh, so in a few weeks, uh, we will just be 100% all Nintendo Power issues. Uh, but in the meantime, I want to cover every number. So I will be covering, uh, I believe, Final Fantasy is, is another numbered one that will be coming up soon. Uh, so we'll be, we'll be taking that on. So we're going to segue into our episode by talking about some of the development 
in Ninja Gaiden 2. Of course, it was developed by Tecmo. Uh, but before we do that, I want to listen to another track from Ninja Gaiden. This is Hard to Beat by the Descendants of Erdrick. And then, of course, when we come back, we will talk more about how this game was created and what are some of the differences between this and Ninja Gaiden 1. So that was hard to beat by the descendants of Erdrich. And I cut off a lot from the beginning of that track and I kind of threw us right into the middle. That's a really long song. It covers a lot of different uh, segments from the game. So I definitely recommend you check that out. I will have the links to this and all of the music from this show at the show notes, uh, powertimepodcast.com slash 15. So if you want to check out descendants of Erdrich, your 200 X, and Viking Guitar, who we will play soon, uh, definitely check out the show notes. So let's talk a little bit about the development of Ninja Gaiden 2, The Dark Sword of Chaos. The game was developed and published by Tecmo, of course, uh, just like its predecessor, Ninja Gaiden. So, you know, we're really working with the same team for the most part. Uh, If you want to learn more about that title, if you want to learn more about the original Ninja Gaiden, uh, we did do an episode, uh, issue 5, covered ninja gaiden uh so you can check out powertimepodcast.com slash five we covered ninja gaiden and we featured a ton of awesome music by bit brigade in that episode who covered the entire soundtrack for the first game really really awesome so if you're digging this definitely check that out uh so many of the same producers designers developers they're all back for this game uh hideo yoshizawa and masato kato uh they both returned uh, and again, I butcher every Japanese name in this show, so I apologize in advance. Uh, one of the things that I discovered this time around while researching this game is that Masato Kato's resume uh, is pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, I think in episode five, I talked about how Yoshizawa would go on to develop some games that we know, like Klonoa 
and Mr. Driller. Uh, I believe both of those ended up on PlayStation. Uh, and, you know, they are similar. Uh, there, there are similarities to Ninja Gaiden that you could probably pick out if you dig hard enough, but it's a little tough. Uh, but what I found out this time around is that Kato is credited as the movie director, uh, scenario, and pictures for Ninja Gaiden 2. Uh, it is also credited as the story planner, script writer uh, for the game Chrono Trigger. So you can really see the importance of story in both Ninja Gaiden as a series and later games like Chrono Trigger. Uh, so Ninja Gaiden was known for bringing that that cinematic cutscene style to the NES and really weaving story and gameplay together. And I think Chrono Trigger uh, very much has an emphasis on story, uh, albeit a totally different game. An RPG typically does have an emphasis on story, uh, but it was pretty awesome to see that connection. Uh, he was also involved in one of my favorite games, Final Fantasy VII, he was involved in Chrono Cross, uh, later the sequel to Chrono Trigger, and a bunch of other Square titles. Uh, so I would love to try to dig up some more to learn about Kato and learn about that connection because I think it's pretty interesting. Uh, and the cinematics uh, and the cutscenes in Ninja Gaiden 2, they are very impressive. They are equally impressive in 2 as they are in 1, in my opinion. And the plot to Ninja Gaiden 2 is is pretty good. It's your standard NES ninja action plot. It doesn't really do anything uh, to dramatically push the genre, but it, it's a good story. Uh, I really enjoy this this game and, and its plot, uh, and it's definitely worth checking out for the plot alone. So it fared pretty well. Uh, it's actually critically, it, it appears to be, uh, retrospectively, it appears to be more popular than Ninja Gaiden 1. So in the 100th issue of Nintendo Power, so that's in September of 1997, Ninja Gaiden 2 uh, will be listed as the 49th best game of all time in its 100 best games of all time list. Um, so we'll be checking that out. It'll be a while before we get to uh, issue 11. We were only at issue, or issue 100. We were only at issue 15. Uh, but we'll check that out eventually. Uh, slight tweaks to the difficulty of this game appear to make it more playable for casual gamers. Uh, and I think I think that's pretty resounding in all of the reviews that I stumbled upon. People are happy that this game isn't as punishing as Ninja Gaiden one. Uh, and you can definitely you can definitely see that uh, for sure. And like I said, this is one of those occasional NES sequels uh, where, it's really touted as an improvement over the original. Uh, so it is number 11 on Retro Sanctuary's top 100 NES games. Uh, the review there is Ninja Gaiden 2. Uh, it stays pretty similar to the original game, but has better graphics with some impressive graphical effects, more power-ups, many of which were unique and inventive, such as the excellent clone power-up, which creates multiple versions of yourself fighting behind you, a good difficulty curve, and general improvements with the level design. So that ranked above Ninja Gaiden 1. A, a recent iteration of Games Radar's top 20 NES titles, it ranked number 9, also above Ninja Gaiden 1. The second Ninja Gaiden game improves over the original in just about every way while maintaining the same dark vibe the first conveyed. You still slash and dash as Ryu Hayabusa, 
but this sequel boasts slicker graphics, better sound, and stronger controls. But that's all secondary to the greatly improved gameplay. Ryu can clone himself to fight larger battles and climb objects much more easily than he could in the past. Along with a bevy of additional power-ups, it's like Ryu was an all-new ninja. So that's a great, uh, great review there. We have another review by Kurt Kalata, uh, who's pretty awesome. He's over at HardcoreGaming101.net. He gave it a 10 out of 10 overall when he reviewed this game. He said, when I first played through Ninja Gaiden 2, I was sorely disappointed. I mean, it was a great game and all, but I had already played through the first one to death. This seemed to be the same exact game, only different levels. But once I put that aside and actually compared the two games, I got to see that Ninja Gaiden 2 was indeed a better game. And he goes on to explain why. Uh, So yes, it it does feel like on the surface, it's just a a run-of-the-mill sequel. But again, as you play through, you'll notice it's the slight improvements uh, that make this game so good and make this game so memorable. Uh, And it's why it's gotten so much more critical praise than its predecessor. So my memories of Ninja Gaiden 2 uh, are less pronounced. I believe I owned Ninja Gaiden 1. Uh, 2 and 3 were rentals for me. And even that, uh, I didn't rent them frequently. Uh, I remember mostly the games that I owned uh, and the games that I borrowed from neighbors and friends. And then second, and then third to that, you know, would be all the games that I rented uh, for weekends and long weekends. So I don't remember this game as well. I mean, I definitely played it and I played it a lot, uh, but my memories of the Ninja Gaiden franchise are, are mostly around Ninja Gaiden 1. Um, so I, I, I'm definitely going to sit down and play this game again, especially after reading these glowing reviews. I want to take my time with it uh, and definitely play through uh, I might actually consider uh, doing some video streaming at some point in the future, and this would be one of those games that I would definitely want to stream uh, the gameplay of. So if you want to play Ninja Gaiden 2, uh, you are in luck uh, if you have some Nintendo systems, Nintendo consoles at home. Uh, Nintendo and Tecmo have made it super easy. You can play the game currently on the Wii U, the Wii, and the 3DS Virtual Console, uh, so you can pick it up. Uh, I'm sure it's cheap. Uh, Play it portable on the 3DS. That's pretty awesome. Uh, You can also score a copy of the Ninja Gaiden Trilogy for the uh, Super Nintendo if you happen to have a Super Nintendo and happen to find uh, one of the Ninja Gaiden Trilogy carts. So definitely check it out. Um, I I absolutely recommend uh, playing this game. If not, check out some YouTube videos of the gameplay. Check out more of the music. Uh, it, it truly is a a classic. I think this franchise definitely stands out as one of the uh, memorable classic NES franchises. So that's uh, that's going to wrap up our feature on Ninja Gaiden 2. Uh, I want to take a moment uh, just to share some of my thoughts on the future of the Power Time podcast. Uh, as I mentioned in the last mini episode, I'm shifting the episode's over to Thursday release days. That's just to give me a little bit of buffer because I've been teaching a class on Monday nights that's absolutely killing my podcast productivity, uh, but I want to continue to bring as much content to you as possible. I would love to do more video, as I just mentioned. So whether that's game streaming or video blogging, uh, unboxing videos when the Switch comes, uh, demoing some features of the Switch. Uh, So keep a lookout for that. I'll probably be sharing most of that through Twitter and Facebook. 
the best way uh, for you to keep in touch with me at this point is probably by signing up uh, for our newsletter, uh, which is at powertimepodcast.com slash unlocked. Uh, it's totally free. I send an email out once a week uh, on Thursdays. A quick and easy way just to sign up and stay in the loop of all the cool things that we're doing with PowerTime. And if you want to support uh, PowerTime Podcast, I, I would say the one thing, so I don't have a Patreon account right now. I'm not asking for any money. Um, I've considered doing a Kickstarter. I might do something uh, in the future. I will keep you posted. But I'm not asking for any uh, money or any donations right now. The absolute best way for you to support Power Time would be to share the show with all of the people you know from your past, present, or potentially future who love retro video games. Uh, even if they've been out of the gaming loop for a while, if you have an old buddy uh, or if you have an old sibling who's been, uh, who is a part of these memories that you share, definitely share the show. So if you're listening to the Super Mario Brothers 3 episode and used to play with your sisters, uh, definitely share that show because they might actually enjoy it. Uh, they might enjoy listening to some of the music, learning a bit about the history. Um, so I'm always on a quest uh, to find more fans and build the audience. Uh, so if you can help me in that, I would absolutely be appreciated. And right now, I would say that is worth much more to me than a couple bucks a month of in Patreon or donations. Um, so uh, definitely share the show, uh, sign up for the newsletter. And of course, if you want to leave me a review, that would be helpful as well. Powertimepodcast.com slash iTunes. So we will be back next week, of course, with a full episode. We'll be back with the September, October 1990 issue of Nintendo Power, issue number 16, uh, where we will be covering Mission Impossible, Maniac Mansion, and of course, even more Final Fantasy. Nintendo just can't get enough of its Final Fantasy. So be sure to tune in for that. The featured music uh, can be found at powertimepodcast.com slash 15. Uh, if you want to link off to check out more of these artists, uh, first we heard the unofficial theme to the Power Time podcast, Eat My Chips by Azor Flux. We heard the Ninja Gaiden 2 intro by the year 200NX. We listened to Hard to Beat by the Descendants of Erdrich. And we will be listening to Ninja Gaiden 2, a bit of a medley by Viking Guitar. So I'm going to close that out. Uh, so... Power players, I want to appreciate your time with me today. Uh, I appreciate the listen. I appreciate your attention, and I appreciate your support. Uh, that's going to wrap up today's episode. We will be back next week, of course, with a full, lengthy episode, checking out some awesome Maniac Mansion music. I'm really excited for that. Uh, and to play us out today, we are going to listen to the aforementioned Viking Guitars Ninja Gaiden 2 medley. Thanks, as always, and keep on playing with power. <laughs>